I'm Kale. And I'm Kirst. And this is The Spooky and the Skeptic. Ironically, we should have switched up our intro because... True, we really we really should have. Because I'm not doing a spooky episode today. Shock. Yeah, surprise. When she told me, I was honestly very surprised. Yeah, because I don't really do the true crime kind of deal. But no. this one I feel like needed to be discussed. And this is one that I find interesting that I know nothing about, but yet you're like the expert on it. Yeah, this one I, I was very interested in when i listened to another podcast actually cover this one time when i was driving i I go to physical therapy y'all um (laughs) an hour and a half away so i listened to podcasts and i was listening to it on my way there and i just like instantly was like oh my gosh like this is important to discuss so definitely uh i am gonna start it out with a lovely trigger warning though great this is, she told me this yesterday. Yes. She messaged me yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and give you a trigger warning for this. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> dear God. Because I know nothing about this case, like, at all. So I'm scared for my life. <laughs> yeah. So the trigger warning is this is a case about children um, and children who have died in a very violent way. Um, also, there is sexual assault and rape accusation, accusations in here. So... If that triggers you or you um, aren't comfortable with that, just skip this episode. I'm not going to be offended. I do understand the whole trauma thing. So, yeah. Take care of your mental health first. Yeah. If you think this is going to trigger you or send you into a depression, just skip it. And we'll see you next week for an episode that Kirst does. Yay. Okay. (laughs) So, here's your time to leave. La, 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 la. (laughs) it's like this is your time to click off now now okay she sounds way too happy she already gave me a warning that i might cry yeah but i'm not a crier (laughs) so we'll see yeah so we're gonna start this is the case of the oklahoma girl scout murders like an entire troop of girl scouts no but they were at girl scout camp so it's called oh yes so when i don't do that um (laughs) So, it was based in 1977, and the camp that it occurred at was Camp Scott in Mayors County, Oklahoma. Um, Camp Scott was named after H.J., who is known as Scotty, and Florence Scott, who were volunteers um, with the Boys and Girl Scouts, and they decided to donate 24 acres of land so they could open this camp. Good Lord. Yeah, and so they donated that in 1928. So they volunteered with, like, the kids and kids, stuff, and like, with just, the mm-hmm. scouting programs. Yeah, and okay. they just loved it, so they donated it so they could open this camp. Aww. Um, And then money sold during 
like with Girl Scout cookies, which mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of my profits probably go to that, um, <laughs> but was used to re- continually, continuously expand the camp. Oh, okay. Um, so between 1928 and 1977, over 12,000 uh, Girl Scouts attended the camp. Just Girl Scouts, just, not like no, Boy Scouts just, this was just a Girl Scout camp. Wow. Yeah, the Boy Scout camp was like not too far from here, but this is only the Girl Scout oh, camp. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, the camp consists of 12 campsites named after Indian tribes. Um, oh. So, like, each group had different, kind of like the camp that's local to us does. Okay. Um, but they do different Indian tribes, um, and each one had contained, I don't know how many campers per, I guess, like, you could do the math, like, probably 21, 22 campers, but each... Wow. Um, group had a counselor tent and then seven Girl Scout tents. Oh, the so kids they were in, in tents, they not were, like cabins uh, or anything And like I use the word tents very loosely. It was a piece of like wooden planks on the ground with fabric over top of it. Yeah, I'll show you a picture later. The heck? Yeah, it's like... That's not a tent. That is just <laughs> sitting a child under a, a laundry line yeah i will show you a picture of it later when i saw that i was like this is why my future kids are never going to like overnight camp yeah <laughs> they'll be going to day camp <laughs> yes and even then i'm like mm, you know <laughs> how about we just like you camp know, is scary <laughs> yeah we can go we'll, we'll do community theater together honey there you go <laughs> um, <laughs> but um so again so there's the counselor's tent and the layout's really stupid too so you have the counselor's tent and then the seven other girl scouts tent so it's um tent one two three four five six seven uh-huh. sometimes the tent where the crime happened is referred to as tent eight but for the sake of this i'm calling it tent seven because i'm not including the counselor's tent so oh okay yeah so it wouldn't have been the count no the oh. counselors i'm not so i'm starting like with the first tent being the first tent of girls okay yeah. so we're not okay all yeah. right i see what you're saying now. yeah okay um so again the counselor's in a different tent. The kids are in tents by themselves. And it's over a vast majority, like, over a lot of land. That just doesn't seem safe in and of itself. No. And you're starting, like, these young girls and, like, even the vision from the counselor's tent to tent seven and the crime. Like, they have their shower hall and it literally blocked the view from the counselor seeing that tent. So, like... Did the counselor pick where the tent went? No. It was how it was laid out. That is ridiculous. Yeah. So, first of all, like, it's laid out very, very poorly. I was just kind of asking for asking trouble for to something. have. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, so, you have all these different tribes, and the entire camping area is, like, surrounded by forest, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's out in the wood. So, that's Camp Scott. The very... It's very large camp with... It was very popular in its day. With with as much funds as they would have, you'd think they would be able to afford. Like cabins? Yeah. yeah. Cabins or at least not crappy yeah. tents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, so that is that. So we're going to move on to discussing some of or the three victims because I feel like getting their names out there and talking. So there was only three? There was only three. I'm going to start by explaining them before I get into the story because I okay. want everybody to know about these girls before their tragedy happened. Oh, definitely, yeah. So we're going to start with the first girl was a nine-year-old girl named Michelle Gousset. Um, That's the last name. Gousset. (laughs) Gousset, I like that name. Michelle Gousset. 
Um, she was nine years old, and she was a smart, gifted student, liked by everyone. She loved to read and play soccer. She was shy, but, like, excelled in these things and was, Mm -hmm. um, very, very intelligent. She would actually, um, she went, their camp started on June 13th and, um, or June 12th, and it lasted two weeks, so she would have been shortly after she got home from camp her birthday was on the 22nd of july so she would have been 10 on the 22nd wow yeah um this was michelle's second time going to the girl scout camp um and she was excited she enjoyed it a lot Mm -hmm. last time and she was excited to go again um but before she left for camp she came downstairs and she sat on her mom's lap and told her that she was even though she was super excited to go to camp she was really going to miss her mom and um her father said that even before i guess a bus came around and picked up all the girls and took them to camp like in the vicinity oh okay so um her father said even before she got on the bus michelle gave them both a big hug almost like she it was her last time saying goodbye it was kind of like she knew in her mind she wasn't coming back i guess so um that's horrid yeah that was really hard for the for the family to deal with so yeah it's like at least she was able to tell them goodbye like that but yeah. at the same time knowing that it's yeah she must have just had i guess because you can have like those instinct feelings like yeah something bad is going to happen exactly and i think she just had that so she gave them great big hugs before mm-hmm. she left the next one um is honestly the one that i have a really hard time looking at her picture because she is just an adorable little girl um lori lee farmer she was eight years old um she actually would have turned nine on the 19th of june while she was at girl scout camp wow and her family had made plans to come up to the girl scout camp and visit her and celebrate with her on her birthday Mm. so um yeah she was uh the oldest of five children wow um she was basically a prodigy, like super, super smart. And you'll notice like all these girls have that in common. That they're like super smart. They're super smart. Like Lori, um, her father said that she willingly out of the blue just started saying the Pledge of Allegiance at six, 16 months old. Like, wow. <laughs> like word for word perfect. Dang. Like she's a smart kid. Um, and then it, when she was 18 months old, she um, recited the entire Twas the Night Before Christmas story when i was 18 months old i was still refusing to like walk (laughs) (laughs) yeah like she's genius and then by age two she was doing 100 piece jigsaw puzzles and she actually had her iq tested she had an iq of 130 and a mental age of 10 and she was able to skip the second grade oh my word like she's a genius and i think it was kind of genetic because her father is a doctor oh so So he was like super smart too. super smart too okay but she was like a adorable little kid she um i'll show you her picture later on but she had like little blonde pigtails just this cute little baby face like an angel basically she's beautiful um prior to attending um the girl scout camp she lori actually couldn't decide if she wanted to go to girl scout camp or go to a ymca camp um she had the opportunity to go to both but i guess her family could only afford one so Mm -hmm. she but she couldn't decide so she asked her mom to decide for her and her mom chose the Girl Scout camp and even picked the week that she went. So apparently that is a decision that haunts oh, her mother forever. I don't blame her for that. Oh my gosh, but that would haunt me too. It would haunt me too. I just want to hug her mom and be like, you had no idea. 
yeah, that was going to that anything was going to happen, happen like kid. this. No. So, but yeah, she says that haunts her forever. And oh I, gosh. yeah, so I can't imagine living with that life decision. But. Well, and her mom is probably still alive. She is. Yeah. All, I think mm, some of them passed. Some of the parents passed from like stress and stuff, obviously. Don't, uh, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I'd have to look into that for next time. Uh, this yeah. is like a part two or three uh, case, by the way. She's got a lot of information. Yeah, there's a lot of information <laughs> about this this case um so that was Lori farmer and then we have the last a victim was doris denise milner um she went by denise though she was 10 years old it was her first time going to girl scout camp she actually sold enough cookies to be able to attend camp wow. like she worked her butt off to go um but she was kind of hesitant to go at the last minute because um yeah she her friends that she was supposed to go with backed out last minute so she was like i don't really know if i want to go yeah i don't want to she had a younger sister she didn't want to leave her younger sister she was very very close to her um but yeah she still went um denise was also very smart Mm -hmm. uh learning to read and write by age four she taught herself and she was actually accepted into a prestigious middle school and she was supposed to start that fall like at 10 years old at 10 years old yeah i were like again very very smart so um she also liked dancing i think specifically tap dancing um skating and gymnastics oh cute um again she was hesitant before going to camp saying she didn't want to leave her younger sister but her mom actually convinced her to go saying it would help her make make her more independent which again is like it's not the mom's fault. Like, yeah, you like, don't send your kid to summer camp thinking they're never going to come home. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like the parents are going to be blaming themselves, of course, but it's not their fault at all. No, no. So those are the three little girls. Um, so we're going to talk about the events leading up to the, the murder. Um, starting on June 12th, 1977, which is kind of crazy because... It doesn't seem like that was that far, far along. It, it's really, really not. Like, my mom. mom was alive. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just, I actually asked her today. I was like, hey, do you remember anything about this? And she's like, no, I don't. But she was young at that yeah, point. Yeah, she would have been really little. Yeah, she wasn't even 10 at that point. So, um, so on June 12, 1977, 140 girls arrived at Camp Scott for their two-week camp two weeks of camp it was a two week long overnight camp oh i would hate that yeah like no send me home i want to go home i'm like i didn't even like being at day camp like i was like "Mm." just let me go home i don't want to be around you people (laughs) like music camp as a kid i remember going even at church and i was like "Mm, i i want my mom like and my mom had to stay and help out because i wouldn't stay otherwise so and now look at you (laughs) yeah and i'm like woo party (laughs) not true i'm like "Mm, i'm gonna drink a glass in the line and go to bed yeah but um so, Lori, Denise, and Michelle, the three girls that I talked about earlier, um, didn't know anyone. They were all just kind of, like, outcasts. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I feel like the universe kind of helped them draw to each other because they're all super smart. I think yeah. it had to be kind of related. Um, and they were randomly placed together in a tent just because they were kind of, like, the leftovers. Oh, <laughs> and I feel like that's sad. That's I know, but, like, nobody wanted to tent with them. So, they were like, yeah, we were they just kind of randomly got put together, but they, like, hit it off immediately. Yeah. Like, they really got along very well. Um, they were the ones that were in the Kiowa, tri- Kiowa tribe group. Kiowa. Kiowa. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. That sounds fun. So I apologize if I said that <laughs> incorrectly. Um, 
and they were in tent seven, so the last tent and the farthest one away from the counselor's tent. Um, That evening, after they had a day of, I guess, events and all kinds of whatever you do at camp, um, (laughs) all the fun fun stuff, they um, had dinner, and after dinner, they were expecting storms to come, and it started downpouring, so the girls were sent back to their tents to write letters home. Okay, so first off, they're in these little crappy tents. (laughs) Yes. How is that? Keeping them dry? Probably not. And why would they have them write letters if it's pouring rain and you have a crappy tent? Your paper's gonna get all wet. Yes. Um, you know, I, there's a lot, there's a lot we're gonna get into in the upcoming episodes that does just doesn't make sense is it gonna be parts where i'm like are you seriously this stupid yes yes there's a part um i'm gonna touch about in the beginning of the next episode <sighs> um that is just like you are freaking idiots like oh my gosh like this all could have been prevented and y'all are stupid like yeah it's like if it's easily preventable you know what yeah it's your fault yeah so all the girls <laughs> write their letters and we actually have copies of all their letters so I'm going to really? read them. Yeah. All the letters. All their, like, their first letter home. Mm. It's their, like, last hurrah, I guess. Yeah. Um. So the letter from Michelle, if I can get it to zoom in there. Yes. She wrote her letter to her Aunt Karen. Not her family, her Aunt Karen, but, you know. Oh, interesting. Like, well, I wonder if maybe because she was like, I didn't get to tell Aunt Karen bye. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> she's like, hey, Aunt Karen. Um, but she's like, dear Aunt Karen, how are you? I am fine. I'm writing from camp. We can't go outside because it's storming. Me and my tentmates are the last tent in our unit. My tentmates are Denise Milner and Lori Farmer. My room is in shades of purple. Love, Michelle. Aww. So, like, last year, was just like, hey, my room's purple, Aunt Karen. Like, Aww, that's cute. It just, like, shows the innocence of... Yeah, and she was, what, the nine-year-old? She was the nine-year-old, oh. yes. Yes. Um, so that was Michelle's thing, which I thought was super sweet. This is Lori's. Again, I feel like a deep connection to Lori for some reason. Um, so this was kind of like sad to read. But hers says she wrote home to her mom and dad and all her siblings. So it says, dear mom and dad and Misty and Joe and Chad and Kathy. <laughs> We're just getting ready to go to go to bed. It's 745. We're at the beginning of a storm and having a lot of fun. I've met two new friends, Michelle Gousset and Denise Milner. I'm sharing a tent with them. It started raining on the way back from dinner. We're sleeping on cots. I couldn't wait to write. We're all writing letters now because there's hardly anything else to do. With love, Lori. Mm. I I love how... I just think it's... Oh, I guess I don't love it. I think it's interesting that they put their last names. Because whenever I would write letters Mm -hmm. home from camp, I would never put the last name. No, no. And I just think, like, she's the youngest... She was the youngest scout in that entire camp that week. Oh, wow. So, and, like, how, like, prestigious her writing is. Like, with love, Lori. Yeah. Like, you're eight years old. That's crazy. Yeah. So, that was little Lori. Oh, here's a picture of her. If you want to look there. Oh, my gosh. Like, look at her little baby face. Like She is so adorable. She's a cutie. Like, ugh. It breaks my heart. And then we have um, Denise. And... I think I want to mention before I read her letter, Denise, like, really, really was struggling before coming to camp. Like, the bus came to pick her up, and she, like, had a meltdown prior to getting on the bus. Like, she was sobbing. She didn't want to go. And then, I guess, a counselor in training is something involved mm-hmm. with the Girl Scouts. And the, saw that, and she, like, was like, hey, we're going to have a 
great time, Moana. I'm sorry, my cat was like <laughs> licking her microphone. Um, she was like, I want to talk. Yes. Um, but Denise didn't want to go and a counselor in training came up and was like, we're going to have a great time. You can sit on the bus with me and like was just really encouraging her to go. And she was like, okay. And her mom, Denise's mom was like, if she says she wants to call me, let her call me. Mm-hmm. Like, just remember that. Um, so I guess after dinner, even Denise was like, hey, I want to call my mom. Like, I want to go home. I want to call my mom. But the counselor at that time, Carla, what was her last name? White Willett. Carla Willett was like, hey, how about we just try to, like, like write letters and see if it passes, which is a very camp counselor tactic yeah and, like you don't want them to call right away because you know that's just gonna be the end of it they're gonna go home they didn't even give it a chance yeah so. well that's like what happened to me like i wanted to call home after every meal uh-huh and i was always denied not because they were concerned about me going home early but they just like no yeah <sighs> and they and i get it like you're trying to get them to stay but yeah. it's also like let her call mom <laughs> she's a little kid yeah like i i couldn't work with that no but um denise's last letters very heartbreaking um it says dear mom i don't like camp it's awful the first day it rained i have three new friends named glenda Lori, and michelle michelle and Lori are my roommates mom i don't want to stay at camp for two weeks i want to come home and see cassie and everybody your loving child denise milner oh my god yeah like your loving child like oh my gosh yeah so they all wrote those very heartbreaking letters home um that's horrible and then after they wrote their letters they went to bed there was nothing else to do it was storming mm-hmm. it was probably miserable wet and cold like um yeah i would be if i was in those tents mm-hmm. but well granted you're always cold though yeah but still <laughs> still like that's ugh. yeah um so i guess everyone thought that night went fine so carla willett which is the counselor of the kiowa group mm-hmm. woke up at 6 a.m to shower the next morning on july 13th and you said her tent was, like... The farthest away from The farthest away, and then there was, like, a shower. Yeah, the shower shed was, like, in the middle. I'll post a picture on our Instagram for anybody um, interested in seeing that. But, yeah, so she got up. 6 a.m., she was probably like, I'm going to get in the shower before these little brats do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need the hot water. Exactly. <laughs> so, on her way to the shower building, she saw sleeping bags by the camp road. And she's like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, why are they there? Mm-hmm. Did someone lose their stuff? And when she walked up to it, um, she saw the body of Denise, who was naked from the waist down. Um, immediately, Carla was like, what the heck? Like, she ran and got the camp director and got the camp nurse. The camp nurse came mm-hmm. and declared them dead after she saw, looked at Denise and they opened the other sleeping bags that were near Denise and found the bodies of Michelle and Lori. They were just crammed in, in the mm-hmm. sleeping bag. Um so the director called the police and after they were declared dead, um, all the campers, the rest of the campers were shipped to the scouting council headquarters in Oklahoma where parents were come, were instructed to come and pick them up. Oh, okay. Not so being told anything of what happened. They just were like, hey, come get your kids. Yeah. We needed to shut down this week. Yeah, that's what they said. They were like, we need to shut down our camp. And like. So they didn't even like tell the parents ahead of time. I'll get there. It's, it's messed up. But, yeah, like, people were, like, they all they were being told is, like, there was an accident. And I'm, like, oh, an accident? Pierce is getting pissed off like, at these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, after, like, all this was taken care of, they decided, you know, to call the, the victim's parents at this point. You know, mm-hmm. it's fine. They've, 
could have told everybody else to go home. Yeah. Like, you know, this is our last issue. Yeah, so they call the victim's parents and we're like, hey, your kids died in an accident. They would not tell them what happened. They would not tell them the the state that their kids were in. They just said your kids died in an accident and that was all they would tell them. I am sorry, what? Yes, I know. They did not tell them, like I said, the condition. In fact, you want to know how they found out what happened to their kids? I have a feeling you're going to tell me either way. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so, um, they found out from the news, watching the news. Are but, you serious? Yes. Yeah. They, it was just ridiculous. Like, they watched the news and they're like, oh. Like, they knew their kid died, but they didn't, like, like, grieving your kid is one thing. Grieving your kid that died in this horrific way, which I'll get into, like, is a totally different yeah. set of grief. Like, and they're like, no, we're just, they died in an accident. Yeah. Uh, would they even let them go get them? Their bodies, well, their bodies were sent to for autopsies. Well, like, to get, because they would have to identify them, wouldn't they? I. Unless they didn't even bother doing that. I don't think they did that. I think they just kind of, they they knew because it was tent seven. Cause, oh, true. Because they would have had whose yeah. who's child was Speaking of tent seven, we're going to talk a little bit about the condition that it was found in. Blood everywhere. Um, bloody footprints. Fingerprints. I'm using that word very loosely because later on it comes back and it wasn't. Actually, fingerprints. I don't know how you mess that up. But, and it, mind you, the, the floor is wood. The blood, so it was like a, a wooden floor. A wooden floor on it. So the blood soaked into that. But the person who killed these kids, like, tried to wipe up his mess. But, like, something must have spooked him because he was very, very quick. He he shoved the bloody sheets that he used to try to wipe it up in the sleeping bags. And it was just smeared all around the tent. So it was just an absolute catastrophe. Like, the crime scene was so tampered with. It was so messed up. Like I have so many questions right now. Yeah. Like, so many. Like, a child is being murdered. You're going to hear them screaming. There's three of them. There's one adult. They're going to all be screaming. You would think somebody would hear that. Yeah. Well, there wasn't even an adult with them in the tent, so. Well, to even, like, from a distance. Oh, yeah. You would think that somebody would hear it. Yeah. It's it's messed up. So, like, that was a big mess. Their tent was ruined. They, fa- they did find, like, other evidence, like a flashlight, which... Mm-hmm. It's annoying because they did see, like, someone with a really dim flashlight just, like, lurking in the woods at one point, and they didn't do anything about it. Oh, you're holding your head now, but like I said, next time when I get into some of this stuff, you are going to be living. Am I going to wish I had a brick and could beat myself in the head with it? Because Not yourself. You'll just want to beat the director of this camp. I already want to. <laughs> yes. But um, going back to, we just discussed the, the crime scene, so we're going to go a little bit into the autopsies here. Okay. Starting with Lori. This isn't the order that they happened in, but this is the order that I wanted to go through them in. Oh, okay. So I think like, um, I think Denise was first, Michelle was second, and Lori was the last autopsy. Oh, okay. So in getting their autopsies done, not who was killed, yeah. in what order. No. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going through what, what they were killed in what order. But oh, I wanted okay. it that so way, but they, they okay. didn't do the autopsies in that way. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So Lori was the first one to die. Um, she died from a laceration of the brain from a blunt force to the head. Mm-hmm. Likely she died in her sleep, which is kind of like a sigh of relief because I don't think she. If she would have died in her sleep, she wouldn't have really really felt, felt anything. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, like there was like not even that much physical damage to Lori. Um, 
like the investigators when they looked at her just thought she was sleeping and they're like it looked like she could wake up at any moment really? like there just was not like anything wow outwardly done with her um michelle was the one they believe died next again she died from blunt force to the head and uh, lacerations and contusions to the brain mm-hmm. again um it's likely that she might have woken up i i think after maybe Lori died because it seemed like she was a little bit more beat up and mm-hmm. maybe put up a little bit more of a fight kind of deal and then denise is the one that died last and remember denise was the one on top of the sleeping bag she wasn't in shoved she in, wasn't in the sleeping bag. like the other two mm-hmm. so it's believed that Denise was probably walked out of the t- the tent to the location where the other girls were alive, like and then murdered, right? and then murdered, because she was died last of um asphyx- asphyxia due to strangulation. Oh, asphyxia. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> so, um, also Denise was the one that they was raped. Like she was the one. All the girls were sexually assaulted with some kind of like object, but like she, there was sperm and semen found on denise so she was raped oh my god so she was raped and killed and it was just oh it's just terrifying because like she was like and like they walked right past the counselor's tent and they're like why didn't she scream out why didn't she scream out well he had a gag in her mouth and everything so oh my god so it was a very thought out like like he was he was planning this for a long time well, part of me wonders if he wasn't specifically targeting Denise for some reason and only killed the other two because they were there. They were there. Part of me wonders that, too, because Denise was the only African-American girl in that tent. Really? Yes. So, I, as I was reading Gosh. more about it, no one really touched on this in other stuff I've researched, but I kind of wondered that, too. Like, she was the one that was, like, most... I didn't know that she was... Yeah. Oh, my word. So... Yeah, it's just interesting. Like, I would be... Like, to have the speculation of it. Yeah. Um. So, that's what their autopsies found. And we're going to move on. We discussed the crime scene a little bit, which I have next in my note. Um. But I think I covered... The, I'll touch with some of the stuff they found initially during their search was mm-hmm. footprints, a red 6V flashlight with a, like, a screen over top of it and, like, a hole cut into the screen, like a tiny little pinhole. Because it helped dim it so it wasn't as noticeable. Oh, okay. So, again, very much so thought out. Yeah. Um, a roll of partially used electric tape, a rope, glasses, um, a bloody shoe print, and boot prints were found. Mm. Another thing that was kind of, like, I say glasses, it's kind of interesting to think about is campers over the years were constantly saying that they were losing their eyeglasses. Before this? Before this, like. Someone was, they just thought they were being stolen by other campers, but it was repetitively, like, eyeglasses. Like That's creepy. Yeah, this guy had a fetish with eyeglasses. So, why? I don't really know. Because he's a psycho? Yeah, but, like, I just remember that. It's just really random right now, but, yeah. So, um, moving on to, like, witness accounts, because you mentioned, like, mm-hmm. you'd be hearing screams, you'd be hearing all this stuff. You'd be hearing something. Yeah, and stuff was heard, unfortunately. Um, before that night, Carla, the counselor of that, said she heard, like, a weird, like, grunting sound from the woods. And she was like, didn't sound like an animal, but I just kind of attribute it to an a- animal. And I'm like, no, you go and get someone to look at that. Go to check it out. Yeah. Especially whenever you're in charge of so many kids. Yeah. 
but she's kind of, she ignored it. Um, I don't want to blame Carla because I believe what she probably went through was very traumatic too, being the one to find it, but I'm also kind of like, yo, like, you could have done something. But then I blame, like, the camp, cases. too. I'm like, why are you letting, like, and I think Carla was, like, only 18 or 20, like. Really? So they're young. Like, I don't, I wouldn't put I my how kids. much training they were given to. Exactly. And that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, I don't really want to blame her because I think it was more of just the situation. Yeah. Going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, another camper was in tent six, the tent right next to tent seven, which held the three girls, Lori, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And she said she woke up in the middle of the night to a man shining a flashlight into the tent. Into her tent? Yep, into her tent. And I'm sorry? Yes, and they just kind of stared at each other for a little bit. So and this guy, like, saw her. Uh-huh, And awake. she saw him, made, like, full eye contact. Yeah, they stared at each other, and then he just put down the flap of the tent and walked away. And it just makes you think, did this guy, like, was he looking specifically for something? Like, a certain characteristics of these girls that would be another reason why i think he would maybe be targeting denise yes she was the only Mm african-american girl there beautiful little girl too like oh my goodness like gorgeous (sighs) but yeah so that happened and um i guess she was i mean i don't know if i would have been able to get up and run to the counselor's tent in that situation i wouldn't have i I would have been been like like, he's gonna kill me i'd be like rocking back and forth rocking back and forth like uh (laughs) <laughs> yes Satan? yeah so that happened um and then after that another camper named wilma Tennant. um she was in a different tribe like a different group somewhere else on the oh, camp okay. but she said she woke up to screams in the middle of the night and she told the counselor about it but the counselor just was like just like disregarded it and told her to go back to sleep and i think they were thinking in playing devil's advocate is like i think they're thinking it's the first night of the camp these girls are goofing off they're screaming they're being energetic yeah but there's also a difference between like giggle screams and terrifying terrifying i'm being raped and murdered screams screams. exactly so that was and then this is uh one i'm like gonna have issues saying i think but um another camper also heard screams that night specifically screams that said mama mama yeah and like like, that's, when you're hearing the screams, mama, mama, like, get off your ass and check something. Sorry to curse, but, like, I'm angry. Yeah, there's no reason. If you were hearing that, that is not playing. That no. is not goofing off. That is not some girl just being upset that she's away from her mom. Yeah. That is, I'm scared for my life. Yes, like, I'm hollering for my mom because my mom's the only person, like, the unconditional protection. Exactly. And I am screaming for her and nobody's coming. They're told just, oh, go to bed. Like, no. Like. No, if you, if there are, especially if there's multiple reports. Yes. Of screaming. I don't care if it's two reports. I don't care if it's five. You get off your butt and check it. Yes. (laughs) Like. There is no excuse. No. I'm sorry. I'm getting pissed off. I know. Well, I, I curse, so now I'm going to have to click the button that says this is explicit. <laughs> Bleep! <laughs> Bleep! Yeah, sorry, guys. I only curse when I get really mad. <laughs> she does. She she does a good job not cursing. I'm very proud of her. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, yeah. Mm. Um, so, that was rough to read about and hear about. So they get all their witness accounts like that, and um, they start, like, 
I mean, the camp's cleared out from all these scouts, mm-hmm. all this. Another thing that really, really irritates me about this case is, the like I told you at the beginning of this, like, the Boy Scout camp is, like, not far from this camp at all. Yeah. Yeah, their camp still went on. They didn't send the boys home. They probably were like, oh, a little girl got raped and murdered, but, you know, nobody's gonna rape a little boy. Yeah, so they're like, no, nah, they can keep having their camp, like, three miles away from here. FYI, you, a little boy, can be raped. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's not unheard of. Like. Yeah, it's just. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because I was like, what the heck? It's like so close to this camp. And they're like, nah, they can stay open. I don't, at this point in time, I'm more concerned that the director ended up in prison. I'm like praying that he ends up in prison. Oh, it's a female. Um, We'll, we'll get into that in part two. You're going to make me. <laughs> yeah. She's going to make me wait, guys. Yeah, because we're already getting, you know, pretty far along. So, <laughs> um. So this the tent or yeah the tent wow my brain is like messed up after that <laughs> that screaming thing um the search the investigation really started to take place um immediately after uh, um, Sheriff Weaver was the one that kind of led the whole deal which I'm not a huge fan of this dude um oh, but yeah I mean like the thing that irritates me the most about him is like this is a small town okay they're not. The police are not equipped to deal with this kind of thing. The governor of this whole, of whatever, Oklahoma, is like, hey, I'll send in, like, the FBI. I'll bring them here. And Sheriff Weaver was just, like, too arrogant. It was just like, no, we got it. No. Do you know how this case was unsolved until the beginning of this year? Are you serious? Yes. And that was thanks to DNA advances. So they had no idea who did this until this year. Oh, they had speculations, which we'll get into part two or three. Like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna need some wine or something to calm <laughs> myself down after all this bullcrap. Yeah. So, anywho, Sheriff Weaver, you know he's the one leading this case. The first thing they have done, really, well, they searched the premises. Obviously, it'll be this idiot is still around here. Mind you, they're surrounded by a bunch of wood, like, woods and forests. So, like, it's, and caves are in this area. Um, so, it's, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Um, I, I'm betting they didn't bring police dogs in either. Oh, yeah, actually they did. Oh, did they? Okay, They did. Right. Um, they f- actually flew out the wooden floor from Tent 7 to... Flew it out? Yeah, they got a helicopter, lifted it up, so oh. they could take it to the, like, crime lab, I guess, to try to search for evidence. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, they had search parties where the community was helping out, but it was kind of botched, too, because these people were, like, helping the police whilst, like, getting in trouble for being doing drugs while doing the search, so... Yeah. I'm like, okay, so the police are having to turn their focus to, like, arresting these idiots instead yeah. of focusing on the case. Um... Nothing is, um, I just want to make sure I'm going in the right order. Um, yeah, so they did that, and so they did finally fly, uh, fly in these three police dogs, known as the Wonder Dogs. They were flown in from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, so our home state. They're three dogs, and their names were, um, Harris, Dutch, and Butts. (laughs) i've been holding on to that i was like oh i gotta use that i feel feel like that was just thrown in there 
to lighten the mood. Butts. This I mean, is our dog, Butts. We're I mean, looking for a murderer, but this is our dog, Butts. It's spelled B-U-T-Z, so it could be like boots, but I like butts better. I think it's Butts. I think it would have to be Butts. But I was like, Butts. <laughs> he touched the Butts. butts. <laughs> and I'm mature, so I'm like thinking this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm like, I want to name a dog Butts now. <laughs> Moana, let's change your name. Moana's like, no, I'm too preppy for that. She is. She is. She's a little, she's a little brat. Um, <laughs> so they brought in these dogs to try to find stuff. Um, not a whole lot, again, was found. A lot of stuff. I think some stuff is found. I'll touch on that a little bit more next time. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, like, during all this, a mention of previous threats prior to camp starting i'm sorry there was previous threats yes and i need to pause because i need to pull it up on the book because i didn't write it down because it's a lot so just bear with me okay we're back sorry um (laughs) i had to find it in the right source and i there was threats prior to camp starting like let's see if it says how long it was um during training um two months it was two months before the event occurred that they were training these counselors, getting everything set up, and they said that um, someone had dropped off a box of donuts for these people, and it just randomly just dropped on like the front porch, and we're like, mm, like don't eat those, like don't eat those. Don't eat those. <laughs> They're probably laced with something that will murder you. <laughs> yeah. So, but I see that, and then so they like moved, I guess, these donuts to a container or something, and in the bottom of the container was a note, and the note said. We are on a mission to kill three girls in tent one. So there's your warning sign. And the camp director just Uh, brushed it off like it was nothing. I'm sorry. And so that would make sense because if the girls were on the end, they could have easily mistaken it for one. one. Yes. But they were just like, whatever. And even like whenever they were asked, they asked the camp director, they're like, hey, do you still have that note that we can use and try to like, you know, figure out like yeah. handwriting analysis and all this Did stuff? Did he say no? It's a woman. Oh, and she was, she, she was like, well, I didn't think anything of it. So I just threw it away. I wish you all could see her face right now. Yeah. I, I want to hurt somebody right now. I really want to just like throat punch this woman yeah they thought it was just a cruel joke but i'm like excuse me if someone like is saying i'm gonna kill three girls three little innocent girls take it freaking seriously exactly like get some security children are nothing to be taken lightly no no it's not a cruel joke that's so, so yeah they've mentioned that and they're like you you don't have that note and she's like no i didn't think it was that big of a deal and it's kind of weird though because if he went in and looked in tent six mm-hmm or this killer or whatever, yeah. looked in tent six. Yeah. I wonder if he was looking to see if anybody was awake. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, <sighs> yeah, that happened. So, um. These people. I swear yeah, they're, to God. they're really dumb. So, again, that was mentioned. Obviously, it was a dead end because the camp director was an idiot. She needs to go to prison. Um, <laughs> and they keep using these wonder dogs and they finally find a cave. And it's, this is several days later. Um, they find a cave, and they go inside, and they find more eyeglasses, first of all. That's creepy. Yeah. And and they look at the wall of the cave, mm-hmm. and someone decided, you know, to write on, on the cave wall. And it says, the killer was here. Bye-bye, fools. 17-6- or 77-6-17. So June 17th, 1977. Ugh. So he's, like, mocking 
the police like you couldn't find me ha 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 like yeah so at this moment like sheriff we was like you know what guys i've been holding on to something and i'm just gonna i'm i think i might have an idea who this who this could be and he mentions the name gene leroy hart and gene leroy hart was previously in jail for terrible terrible things um he a pedo no he was i mean he was a rapist but chop his dick off yeah like (laughs) he was in jail um i'll go more into that part too because i think it's a little too too much for this episode is already like super heavy so um yeah and apparently this gene leroy hart he escaped jail before his prison sentence was over under sheriff weaver's watch and he didn't think about this beforehand well i think i also think he and i speculated it too sheriff weaver just throwing that name out there to try to like cover his butt because like again hart escaped when sheriff weaver was supposed to be watching him so i think he was just trying to be like oh it could be this guy like you know maybe if i find him they'll forget what i that this happened buddy buddy (laughs) buddy i know you're probably dead now but um just a psa you let him go. If he is the killer, it's still your fault. <laughs> yes. So, with that lovely information that Sheriff Weaver mentions, Jean Mirror Hart, I am going to leave us and have us pick up with that in part two. And I'm going to go get me some alcohol so I don't actually, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just think that was a good place to end because, again, this was a very heavy episode. Um, so we'll decide. Me and Kirsten will do some talking to see if I'm going to continue next week. I'm just baffled by the stupidity right now. Yeah, or if she's going to do it and we're going to break it up. Again, My this will be two to three parts. Like, I'm hoping I'm really going to try to get it down to two parts because um, my mental health can only take so much of it. Like, it's a, it's a gruesome gnarly case and like i said we gotta take care of our mental health yeah so we're gonna see um but yeah that's part one of the oklahoma girl scout murders yeah i hate these people yeah i hate them i really do feel like a lot of it comes down to stupidity and common common sense sense. yeah or as i always say at work i'm like common sense ain't so common anymore is it it's really not it's It's like god skipped the common sense on some people i swear yeah so yeah um it's yeah i don't know how to actually end this really very well i'm trying to think too but i am literally so angry right now uh thank you guys for listening (laughs) uh i follow our instagram i am gonna post pictures of the girls and what the tent looks like um because i think y'all need to see what these horrific tents look like and um if you have kids like this isn't a camp this is a child abuse camp yeah like um I, I think maybe you should just send your kids to day camp. Like, I'm not a parent, but um, this is just my... You send them to theater camp. Like, you know, we need more... We need to appreciate the arts. She's a theater kid, in case you didn't know. I, um, <laughs> so, or, like, send them to just YMCA day camp or local day camps, horse camp. You know, go to horse camp. Horse camp yes. is great. I loved horse camp. Day camp, it was only four hours in the morning. Mm, that's best camp ever <laughs> um but yeah thank- so yeah follow our instagram so you can see all this in the adorable little girls uh faces yes and um our instagram is spooky underscore and underscore the underscore skeptic underscore 
No, not underscore. No underscores. <laughs> it's just spooky and the skeptic. You'll you'll see it. Our yes. our logo is the profile picture. Um, you can also follow us on TikTok. Thank you all. Some of you actually did do that. I appreciate following us on TikTok. I don't know if it's actually you, but we got more followers on TikTok. So yes, yes. Um, great. again, it's spooky and the skeptic. And yeah, that is all for this week. Um, yeah. And either either I'll continue next week or Kirst will do something. I next feel week. like I'm gonna we're gonna have to have you continue. Like we'll talk about it, but I'm feeling like you have to because. I need some answers. Yeah, and you're not allowed to look this up in between. Dang it. Yeah. Unless if we... There is a Hulu documentary that we could potentially we could watch, watch that. Because you know it could have more details in it. But you still have Fish. to add surprise. Like, I have to get your actual dinner room reactions. So. Maybe we could watch it after. Like, yeah, we'll watch it after. time, we could watch it after you... After we record. Yeah, that sounds... That sounds peachy. Um, but thank you for listening. And we will talk to y'all next week. And um, yeah, just go. If you are of the age, go get a drink to calm yourself down. Because I think that's what I'm going to go get Kirsten a hard cider or something. Keyword of age. We don't condone underage drinking. No, 21 plus. 21 plus. If you drink underneath it, not our problem. But like. Don't you do know, it. We don't. We don't approve. Yeah, we don't approve. Dishonor like, on you. Dishonor on your family. Dishonor on your cow. Your you know? cow. Your dog. Your cat. Whatever. Parakeet. Parakeet. Whatever animal you have. Okay, now we're just rambling. Turtle. So, oh, I love <laughs> turtles. Oh my gosh. You're I got bit by a turtle yesterday. Was it Bob? No, it was Shelly. Because I saw all the pictures of Bob. And I'm like, Bob's my spirit animal. <laughs> no, Bob actually let me pet him yesterday. I work with wildlife animals. Bob let me pet him yesterday. Shelly bit me. <laughs> Dang it, Shelly. Gosh darn it, Shelly. <laughs> no, I just, I, I like Bob. He's lazy and fat and only cares about food. He's very depressed looking. I know, he like stands in the corner. We'll post a picture of Bob, too. Yeah, because, you know, we need some lightheartedness. Bob. Bob the turtle. Maybe he can be our mascot. Yes. Bob the turtle. You're like, Mandy, can I, can I? Kidnap Bob. Can we have Bob as our mascot? Yeah. So, um, on that note, (laughs) thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.